Memphis Wrestling is back. Come and see the stars of Championship Wrestling from Memphis on Sunday, March 7th at 2 p.m. Limited tickets are on sale now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shooting the shiznit sent you. better tell someone. Tell someone about stspod.club. Tell them now. Call them. Text them. Tell them. Telegram. Send them video messages. Whatever. Tell them. Right Notes, the first book by Twitter influencer Lance Levine. It's a wild ride down a path of musical adventure that recaps many random run-ins with rock royalty, such as U2, Slash, The Ramones, The Goo Goo Dolls, and many more. And all the crazy occurrences that have happened to him that trace back to music. All the Right Notes is 209 pages sure to bring a smile to your face and to remind you how much music has probably touched your life as well. All the right notes available now on Amazon in paperback for $14.99 and on Kindle for all you tech warriors for $9.99. Also at local Chicago bookstores, as well as Rolling Stone Records on Harlem and Irving. If you can't find it, ask for it by name. All the right notes by Lance Levine. And I have been told I could not put it down. I read it all in one day. So order it now and see what all the fuss is about. Ryan Trammell, Rhino JB, rolling into Memphis. Premieres February 27th on ChampionshipWrestlingMemphis.com. in the Smucker's Grape Jelly Studios here in Chicago for Freelance Month, continuing on Freelance Month on Chokehold the Podcast. And we have none other than Marvelous Matt Nix with us, the grand poobah, if you will, of Freelance. So welcome aboard. Welcome back, I should say. Hey, hey, thanks for having me back on. Yeah, you were on episode 186. We did the we looked it up uh, before, and now we're up to episode 410. So it oh, has yeah. been a while. So in in one way, it feels like it was like two months ago when we last had you on, and then in some other ways, it feels like it was like 10 years ago because of the way 2020 has been. So um, so much has changed. Obviously, I don't want to spend too much time talking about COVID and about 2020, but so much has changed since you were on in 2019 with us. So how did COVID affect you as a promoter? how did it affect the promotion i mean i i kind of know the answer but 
how did how did it affect the how did it affect freelance in general oh i mean it it affect us you know as much as it it affected every other wrestling company or everything else in the world you know we kind of had to shut down and um just like scrap every single plan we had and just Mm -hmm wait you know we were all just waiting to see what was going to happen like is this going to blow over in a couple months like you know as as we all kind of thought but later saw that was not possible and right um you know just as 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 we've seen a lot of independent companies uh find safe and and doable ways of running shows during the pandemic it just to 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 me and with with what i was able to uh kind of have at my disposal like it just it it seemed like a lot more work and a hassle uh, than to try to, you know, potentially put people at risk. And I was just like, you know, I would feel a lot more comfortable just like waiting. I was like, I'm in no rush. You know, I know a lot of other people are just like totally okay with just waiting and just, you know, hoping that we can have normal shows at Logan square again one day. And, you know, we, we, we had tried to, do some sort of like warehouse shows at the pro wrestling tees, uh, freelance Academy. And just like every time, every time we had put something planned, uh, it just, you know, COVID struck again. And it was just mm-hmm. like uh, wor- things getting worse and worse. Just timing wise was not a really good uh, fit for us. And I was just taking the, mo- the precautious route of just kind of being, you know what, let's just cancel it. Not try to like force this thing to happen because I would much right. rather look like an idiot for trying to plan something and not working than somebody gets sick and like potentially dying on my watch. Would would doing like an empty arena is anything like that even feasible? Like an empty? I know you tried doing like what you're talking about was doing like the empty warehouse show where you guys were gonna be. It was gonna be kind of like a telethon type of thing setup, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, we were we had a couple matches that we were just gonna like sh- like stream live on on IWTV, and uh, I I put up a, like a the just the PayPal link, and I was like, hey, if mm-hmm. if you can, if you want to, just PayPal you know PayPal money to this account. And whatever we get from this, I was just, I was like, I'm splitting this evenly between everybody that's wrestling and, you know, the auxiliary talent as well, like referees, uh, commentary mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, um, you know, we we were going to do that. And then then the show got canceled because of that's uh, when we had the stay at home order and just right. Pritzker shutting down the state. And, um, you know, we had thankfully a lot of people still like just an outpouring support of just like, you know what, we're mm-hmm. going to send, we're going to send you guys money no matter what. Cause I think we ended up streaming, um, like a past freelance show, an anniversary show, I think. Mm-hmm. And, or no, I, I don't remember what we did. We, we just streamed an old, old show and I, and right. I live tweeted it and I was like, Oh, we'll make it a fun little thing online. And just, right. you know, and people, people still donated a, a ton of money. Yeah. Ali do- donated a bunch of money and, uh, Heidi Lovelace did, uh, Ruby riot. Sorry. Um, and, uh, so it was cool to see that that just people were so like willing to just like support these wrestlers that like a lot of them just, this was their livelihood that was just up and gone, uh, you know, over almost overnight. Right. So is, is like doing like, for instance, just spitballing, could you do something at Logan square and film it and just live stream it and try to, you know, charge whatever five bucks admission, like to, to watch it live on fight TV or something. Is that even feasible? Um, it, you know, it, the thought did cross my mind, but I just think that the building would not do it for free. You know, it would just right. be like, I don't, at that point I'm, I'm already in the negatives, uh, um, right. to do okay. it. And, and, and it's just like, 
you know, I, I know a lot of other companies are just like, screw it. We're going to like, we're going to go ahead and just like do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I, you know, normally I would, but like, even, even so like the shows themselves are just like, um, kind of self-contained as, as far as like how much money they bring in and, right. um, you know, with the pandemic being what it was and, you know, just like, Oh shit, I got to like really make sure I got like money for my own bills and stuff. Too, right. So. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, we're getting closer. I mean, with the vaccines coming and we're, I think we're getting closer. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, what we've talked about before is like, you know, the Friday night, Logan square, everybody's drunk partying wall to wall people having a blast. I don't know if we're going to get to that immediately. I mean, I think down the line we could, eventually get back to that point but i think there is a way that you guys will be able to pull off shows later in the year you know following the guidelines social distancing less tickets um spreading people out more so and things like that i think hopefully by summer it's a it's a realistic possibility i think yeah i'm remaining remaining hopeful at least because like you said with the vaccines kind of getting out there and I, I think definitely at first, uh, people will be a little leery, maybe, mm-hmm. about going out and just being around people. Sure. Or sure. it might be the opposite, and people are just going to be like, "Fuck it, let's let's go do things." I like, gotta get out. And, yeah. And Logan Square will be rocking just like it yeah. was before. Like, yeah. I think people are just like anxious and eager to kind of just uh, socialize in general with people. Right. So I, I think um, not not only like freelance, but I think only every wrestling company might see an influx of people just like maybe not even wrestling fans just saying like oh look, i just want to go out and do something and they might have overheard somebody say something about a wrestling show and they're like i don't even like wrestling but i want to go see that now like just, yeah. just to get out of the house and i gotta do I, something yeah it's gonna be fun i think it's gonna be like another wrestling boom hopefully yeah i hope so too so before we pivot because i don't want to spend the whole show talking about covid but how do you <laughs> feel um how do you feel AEW and wwe the bigger promotions how do you feel they responded how was their what they did to pivot and stay alive and survive through 2020 how do you feel the two groups did do you think one did considerably better than the other one or both about the same uh i i mean i definitely commend both companies for like figuring this out on the fly basically because yeah those it's it's not like an independent company where we can just be like all right we're gonna take a pause for like a year guys bye it's like this is a multi-million dollar companies with like sure so many like people on salary and just like television deals and sponsorships and stuff. It's, it's nothing that you can't really just pause. You know, you have, you literally have to figure out a way to, to generate content. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you, you might be liable to lawsuit or something. I don't know. But, um, but I think, I think both companies have done like a really good job as of late. Uh, I know at first uh, WWE had some, some some kinks they were working out. I don't think people were probably taking it as seriously as, as they mm-hmm. probably should have. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, again, like this is something brand new to everybody that we sure. we, do, we don't know what the right way is, and we're we're learning as we're going. And um, but I think the way that AEW was doing it, from what I heard um, from people that were going um, down there and stuff, that it just it was like very safe, like almost almost overly cautious. Uh, to a point that I was like, okay, well, that's good. Then at least they're taking so many extra steps to make sure that the people that are coming in and out of those those tapings are are safe. And mm-hmm. and I think also like these shows uh, created such like really entertaining stuff, like for what we were able to, you know, have you know with no live live audiences. Like we this the pandemic gave us the boneyard match, you know, that people some people loved, some people hated. I thought it was, you know, like incredible it was like yeah. a, it was like a cinematic fight you yeah know? 
something different. I was like, this could this could even be what wrestling becomes at one 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 point, you know. Yeah, I feel like each of the shows are like they've had so many cinematic, like the Stadium Stampede was one of my favorites oh, yeah. out of those too. So I think all of like the major promotions are going to continue to f- f- rely on things like that. So I think you're right. I think they learned something from it that they'll carry over and keep going with the promotion. So anyway, so speaking of AEW, um, I know we haven't spoken since you had your match with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> um and that was roughly just over a year ago. Um, tell me how that came about. Uh, that pop had to blow you away. That the reaction <laughs> to the fans in Chicago, or well, outside of Chicago, at Sears Center, that had to blow you away. So, how did all that come about? Uh, yeah, like it, it's funny. Like that literally felt like a decade ago. And um, yep. it's it's funny too. Like I have friends that like laugh about this. That like I legitimately sometimes forget that that happened. And like people bring it up and I'll be like, oh yeah, that really did happen. And yeah. I probably should remember that. Like, yeah. um, but no, it was cool. Like I, I was, I was there with, with a couple other guys like Castro was there. Kenny Sutra, um, Robert Anthony was there, of course. And we were just, uh, we were just there doing extra work. You know, I, I, I made the contact through, um, when we were having signings and stuff at like at the store uh, QT Marshall was there and he, w- he's kind of like in charge of, of, uh, booking extra talent. And I just kind of made back there. I was like, Hey, like if you ever need bodies when you're here in Chicago, uh, I'd never done extra work for WBE before, but I was like, Oh, I'm interested to try this. So I, I kind of know a lot of people there and I'm comfortable around a lot of them. And so we went and did, we did, uh, all out, uh, mm-hmm. before that we were, we were, we were the, the, the dark, uh, dark order minions, the original ones. And, um, so then when we came back for the second time, they were just kind of like, oh, we need somebody uh, to, to wrestle Cody. And then they're just like, hey, like, Nick, like, you've been wrestling for a while. Like, you want to do it? And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, just like yeah. chuckling. And, and he's like, no, no, we're serious. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm down. I'm down, I guess. Sure. Like, And um, just like wasn't really like nervous. Like, and, and just like I talked to Cody. He was like, oh, you know, he very much like, oh, hey, thank you so much for like you know, agree for doing this. Like, I think like for some reason, you know, he doesn't have to like, even like talk to me right. at all, but he's just like, thank you for being here and like, and helping out. And so it's super cool. And he's just like, Oh, is this like the you know biggest crowd you've ever wrestled in? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, obviously like it's pretty cool. And I, I wasn't nervous at all until like we got out there. I got out there and I'm standing at ringside and then his entrance starts and there's like these giant fireballs coming up. Right. Yeah. Like, I can feel the heat on my body and I'm just like, Oh shit, <laughs> this is real. And, um, but then it, it like, it kind of went away really quick. And, um, when we circled in the ring and they, the, I heard like the freelance wrestling chant and we both, right. like, we, we legit both just stopped, looked at each other yep. and like looked at the crowd and he kind of like just smirked and gave me a nod. And I was like, yeah, I was like, Oh, I, I, I don't know why I thought I was in trouble. I was like, oh. <laughs> And, um, and then, yeah, that, that was, the match was like super quick, which I was like, yeah, the, uh, the easiest match of my life. I, I right. was not nervous at all about the wrestling part, but, um, but yeah, no, I, it's funny. Cause afterwards he's just like, oh, he's like freelance is uh, pretty over in Chicago. Huh? And I'm like, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> was- that was cool. I mean, as I, that was one of the only shows on only AEW shows that I haven't attended and watching it on TV, it was just a great reaction. I was really happy and proud in a weird way. I was proud of that kind of reaction from that crowd for you being out there. So it had to be, like I said, it had to be a cool moment for you once it all kind of settled in. 
Yeah, like uh like everyone's like, Oh, like that's so cool you got to wrestle Cody and I'm like, No, that was that was cool and, and I, I definitely like appreciate that opportunity like a hundred percent. But like the but hearing the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. however many people were actually chanting it, but like mm-hmm. just hear it in an arena like that. Something yeah. that I created, you know, people kind of giving their praise and respect towards like uh is probably gonna be at least top two moments of my career always. Exactly. Like, very cool. So yeah, like I said, as a fan, it was really cool to watch. So, um, so you know, coming back from like what we we're talking about with the pandemic before, I noticed that you've had a lot of um, a lot of different endeavors, creative endeavors that you've jumped into since the downtime, basically for freelance. So you're doing your own podcast now too, right? Uh, yeah, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> so interviewing other wrestlers, or what's what's the format of your podcast? Uh, so there, the the format is there is absolutely no format. Oh, okay. Um, which is you know super um, unique to other podcasts, I'm sure. <laughs> and it's it's literally like it it wasn't even supposed to be just like wrestlers, but it just it just so happens that like most people I know in my life are wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but just like I don't know, like you know, interesting conversations. I I always joke around with friends where I'm like. You know, we always like we're hanging out, you know, just like leaving a show. And it's just like we get just somehow fall into like a really good conversation. And we always joke around like, man, like we should have like recorded that. Like that would have been a really good podcast. And I'm like, well, here we go. We're going to force it now. (laughs) And uh, but I've I've had like uh, some of my friends I got started wrestling in and uh, I had my dad on, which was pretty fun. Like he was an interesting interview. I wanted to I wanted to get my grandpa before he passed away. Uh, Cause that, that guy for sure had some crazy stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really just kind of like, I don't know, just interesting people. Like some of the stuff we did, like that I've done, I, like I, I'm doing an episode tomorrow. Uh, that's very specific to like, Hey, we're just going to be talking about ghosts and like, like weird stuff. That's like unexplained. And just, he's a very big skeptic for all that stuff. And I, I'm like, obviously like over believe in everything. So, <laughs> so we're going to be like, definitely butting heads oh, the entire time, but yeah, I'm like, that'll point, be counterpoint. Fun. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. So we're taking a quick commercial timeout. We're going to pay some bills and we'll be back with part two with marvelous Matt Nix right after this. Join us on Sunday, March 7th for our live TV tapings at Top of the Line Banquet Hall. Limited tickets are on sale now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. episode is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shooting the shiznit sent you. Free delivery for selected local businesses on Uber Eats. If you use the code EATS-BRIANT24790UE, that's EATS-BRIANT24790UE. 
Brian T two four seven nine zero U E. You share that code. I'm sharing it with you. You get twenty dollars off a twenty five dollar order, and ten dollar kickback comes to us here at Shooting the Shiznit. Use Uber Eats now. You know what time it is. It's time to talk about our sponsor. Let me let me put this uh, sponsor up. Everybody said, Manscaped, I need you to go right now. Promo code STSPOD. STSPOD. We are in the thick of winter. Oh, man. It is uh, a big winter storm where Lance is. It looks like two a, feet. Looks two like feet. one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners, that's right, our buddies over at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. All right, so Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. They got precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, you know, because I have to rhyme it. I get the good line. So the Lawnmower lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of the ceramic blade, the advanced skin-safe technology, your snags on your snowballs will be reduced. There won't be any. So the trimmer is also waterproof, so you can trim your trim in the shower, trim in the jacuzzi if you're a savage like me. You know, I don't know where you trim, but it's, the jacuzzi works for me. So Manscaped's performance package is the best buy of 2021. It is the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 weed whacker, the ear and nose hair trimmer. That is invaluable because, you know, as guys, as we get older, the nose and the ear hair is there. Performance boxer briefs, I may or may not be wearing them right now. And a travel bag to keep it all in. So you were just talking about the nasty nose and air hair. They did a survey, and I think this is hilarious. 79% of the partners polled. Wow. 79 admitted they didn't like that. I think it was more like 100%. So you might as well use the best tools for the job. This bundle also comes with a crop preserver, crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop reviver ball toner. Uh, Lance, just so everyone knows, we sit here, we do these commercials, and I'm just going to – I'm. A, I'm going to throw this in. We use these products. We're not just, we're just not BSing you and telling you to use the code. We actually use those products. This bundle also comes with a crop, uh, like I said, crop preserver. Also, it's the anti chafing ball deodorant that will make your balls smell nice and make you feel like your testes are walking in winter wonderland. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe in which hazel with which hazel extracts that you will make your balls look up at you and say thanks. And if you guys don't do this, I will get testy uh, just to make uh, keep, uh. keep the record straight here. So <laughs> don't get cold feet this winter. You do get 20% off and free shipping. What a great deal with the code STSPOD at Manscaped. Dot com. That's manscaped with a D past tense dot com. So they also have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products on their website from disposable mats, which I need to find out about that for your pubes and foot deodorant. So I my feet don't smell, but I'll I'll use a good foot foot deodorant every so often. Right on, right on. 20% off of free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STSPOD. That's 20% off of free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code STSPOD. Did I say STPOD? Thanks to Manscaped. Guys, thank Manscaped for making our winter wieners 
look so good. <laughs> and now back to the show. Okay. So coming back from break, we were back with Marvelous Matt Nix with the purple uh, little thing on the microphone. So I was going to ask about purple. What's the, uh, you have started doing a Prince gimmick and everything is purple. And I don't know that I've seen, I think I've seen a couple shows, you know, since everything went down where you've actually done the Prince gimmick. So what was that? Where did that all come from? Um, I mean, that's, that's a, it's a good question, actually. <laughs> um, it, it really kind of just stemmed from like, uh, I, I always like would when I, when I was coming up, like my tag partner was Kenny Sutra mm -hmm. and we never, we never wore matching gear. <laughs> we never had matching gear <laughs> and he had purple, purple tights. And I'd always been like, you know what? Like, like one of these days I'm going to make, get a pair of purple tights made so we can match and like, finally like, like actually look like a tag team. And it just like never, it never really happened. And then just, I would say like a couple, like maybe two years ago, uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna because we 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 were this is when we were a part of beta together, mm -hmm. and I had that like black uh, gear that I had that was like the like almost like a bodysuit, mm -hmm. and so I ha I had gotten a purple uh, exact replica of it, but purple made, and I was like, oh, like now we can we can match with purple, and around that time I had found that that gaudy purple jacket that I have, like I found it at, a, at just at a, at a secondhand store somewhere and I saw it and I was just like, I don't need that. But at some point I will. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just, I saw it. I just had to buy it. I, I just, it spoke to me and it just sat in my closet for the longest time. And then I think it was, uh, Stevie fierce was just like, dude, you should just start wearing it. Like it's, it's a cool jacket to start wearing it. So, so I just started wearing it to the ring and just kind of like, uh you know like it's it would just like it, it matched so it, it worked and then the i i kind of like did some stuff with it in canada where i was just like i, I put it on and it would make me like supercharge and i would get mm -hmm. like like almost like uh it's like popeye with the spinach kind of right right when i would get the jacket on and stuff and and then just jokingly i was like oh i should just like come out to purple rain and then it just kind of like caught on at that point. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like, it's, it's always, they always say like when you find like your wrestling character, like it just, it just feels so like natural. And that's just, mm -hmm. that that's just who you're supposed to be. And like, like I've always like, it's funny. Cause like purple, like I wouldn't even have said is what is, was one of my favorite colors like ever. <laughs> and I mean, I always liked like maroon and like, uh, you know, silver and stuff like that. But like purple, purple has always been a really nice color like it's a beautiful color and you know i kind of was just like oh i'm gonna like really lean into this purple thing and yeah. just like i've kind of just like really kind of gotten into like liking the color purple and um and it's just like i i i just feel more comfortable i guess as like whatever the heck i am like you said yeah. prince and i was like that's probably like a i draw inspiration slightly from like slightly from prince Slightly from Michael Jackson, slightly from um, what the heck's his name? Uh, <sighs> I can't remember his name now. But it's the guy who sings the "I Put a Spell on You." Um, I don't know. I don't remember his name, but he's. Uh, I just, I've seen like a bunch of his like concerts and stuff, and he just like the way his mannerisms are and stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, like that's really fun, and that would be kind of like fun to like kind of implement in a wrestling character. Um, and a little bit of Errol Flynn too, the the actor. 
Okay, that out of left <laughs> field. So, all right, cool. So you mentioned Stevie Fierce. Actually, I have that on my list of notes here. Where is Stevie Fierce? He was like one of my all-time favorites in freelance. Is he still in the business? Uh, no, he he quietly stepped away from wrestling and then just quietly stepped away from everybody's lives. So. Wow. Not in, a, he, not in a he didn't die or anything, but he just right, like right. he's kind of doing his own thing. Uh, he I I when I was doing the homework for this, I was finding some old matches and just stuff with you and him and Castro and his partner Matter at the time. I mean, God, some of that stuff, the chemistry was just outrageously good. And I know you guys kind of all came up together, so you had that built-in chemistry. So how is that just a function of that? The fact that you guys had all worked together for so long and you kind of all learned how to wrestle together. Yeah, no, I think so. Definitely. Um, just we've known each other. We we've, we've actually all known each other since like before, uh, when we like came up doing backyard wrestling when we were kids, like when we were like 17, 18 years old, we've, yeah. we've known each other and, uh, just the amount of time being around each other and just wrestling each other, and just and just being friends with each other, we kind of just uh, we know what what the other person is almost thinking when we're out there, and just mm-hmm. like you know, if like that if you get smoked by that person, like they hit you hard, you're just like, uh, that that sucked, but you know, it probably looked good, and it's okay because it's your buddy, right? So, um, you guys have now you have Freelance Academy. How long has Freelance Academy been a thing, uh, a school? I think like at this point like almost two years now i would say like maybe a year and a half maybe two years close and um, who are some of the trainers uh right now the two trainers are isaiah Velasquez and bryce benjamin aka jesus jesus bryce right and so if people go to freelance academy what are they getting are you guys teaching everything from beginning to end are you guys doing like you know managers and referees and the whole nine yards valets um, so right now, like obviously just like definitely like wrestling, like all the way from the basics, all the way up to like advanced stuff. Um, you know, we do, we do seminars constantly, like Ali drops in and classes like con like all the time. Nice. Um, uh, Aiden English uh, is, is a constant drop in on classes. Um, Cabana was for a while before the pandemic and, mm-hmm. but obviously, you know, people are kind of distant now, but, um, but also, uh, we 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 did start doing like referee training and stuff, but it's kind of it kind of just is the same as as wrestling training, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we teach them how to bump and run the ropes and stuff, just because it's it's better to know it and not have to use it than to, you know, not know it and have to be taking bumps and stuff as a referee or a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once we once we figure out like more curriculum and stuff like that, I think we're gonna try to figure out more geared stuff towards managers and 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 things like that nature. What about promos? Is there somebody doing like a promo class for these guys? Not yet. Um, we kind of just like practice. They practice when they're there yeah. um, and practice on their own. But I think I would definitely like to do that. Like my, my goal with, with the Academy is kind of is the same path, you know, that I took with freelance is just like, I want to have a company that gets good exposure for people that I believe deserve it. Not, not that me personally, but just like the original idea for freelance was helping people that I, that I think weren't getting exposure that they needed uh, to get that exposure. Now there's a ton of different wrestling companies out there that can, that, that are helping people do that. And that's amazing. Um, But with the school, like I feel like a lot of wrestling schools are just teaching just wrestling, but I want to like create this like environment where we have, you know, wrestling training. We have, you know, like you said, promo class, we have, 
um, stuff like I want to have like Cabana and like Marty DeRosa come in and teach like improv and stuff to to the kids because I feel like being learn learning how to improvise during a match is very important as well. Right. Um, and it basically just kind of make like a like a small version of the performance center if that you know mm-hmm. just just to kind of give back like the best that we can um, to people that are coming here to train. Yeah. I mean, and to that end, that was one of the things I was going to say. You're talking about how important it is for you to get the kids ready to hopefully move on and go to the next level. You have barely ever been a champion in freelance. You know, the the old, you know, old saw in wrestling is the promoter is the champion for, <laughs> you know, six, eight, 10, 12 months, whatever, three years, you know, the Vern Gagne that's always going to be the champion at some point. So you've rarely ever held a title. You, I think there was a tag team run for a little while with you and Castro and that was about it. You've never been on top. So is that obviously by design, you want to, you kind of take a back seat to everybody else to get them over. Right. Well, I want people to come to the shows. So <laughs> but no, I, I, I never really thought of like, you know, it, obviously like, you know, people like they say, like the whole trope of with, with promoters kind of putting themselves right. over and, you know, obviously like any wrestler is like oh man i i totally wish i was getting these matches and i literally have the power to put myself in good matches but i'm just like i know that's not helping everyone like it's helping me and that's that's literally only helping me but if if we put together a great card Mm -hmm. that is is potentially getting more eyes on it because of of it collectively then it's helping everyone individually as well like getting more exposure rather than just helping myself selfishly yeah, it's uh, it's not self-serving in the. It, I, I mean, it's something we're as a longtime wrestling fan. It's something you're not you're just not used to seeing. You know, <laughs> you're used to seeing Stephanie McMahon in a prime role or Greg Gagne in a prime role. You know, you're not used to seeing the promoter like. If people didn't know, they would never know that you were the promoter. You know what I mean? Like if if people didn't understand freelance and how it worked and everything, just watching a show or watching a show on TV on a stream, they would never know. So we've talked about um, you've mentioned Ali and you mentioned um, Sally Stitches, Heidi Lovelace, all the various names. So give me um, who are you the most proud of, like of people that have come through? There's got to be a lot of names of people that have come through. We just saw Elena Black get signed. So there's got to be so many people that you're proud of. If you could single out one or two, who are who are the ones that you're the most proud of? I mean, gosh, there's probably so many. I mean, I guess like off the t- top of my head recently, like you said, Elena Black, for sure. Like a uh, student from, from the beginning. I've known her mm-hmm. since she was like 15 years old and, mm-hmm. you know, training and coming to help out at freelance shows and setting up and literally just always being the one to be like, okay, uh, we did this now. What, what else can I do to help? Like always constantly right. asking, um, always just like busting her ass to get out there and wrestle as much as she can and doing all this stuff, uh, getting everywhere, going to GCW and, and now getting signed and being in WWE and, and already wrestling like in yeah. the, the women's uh, dusty classic. Like that yeah. is incredible. Um, Ali for sure, you know, I've known him for my entire career and, um, you know, for him to kind of like come into freelance at a time when we were like kind of really up and coming and, and just take the belt and, and just elevate not only the belt, but freelance as a company. And I think the Chicago wrestling scene as a whole, maybe, um, and just get a lot of eyes on this area and just people being like, yo, that's a place I want to go as a fan, as a wrestler. Uh, he did a lot to help freelance, uh, you know, kind of grow in those early days. And I'm proud to see everything he's done. Even if if I felt he was being underutilized, 
mm-hmm. you know, in WWE, but now like it's in a, in the role he's in now. I'm just like it's incredible. Like he's really showing his his chops, and I think he's going to be a star at some point. It's, it's weird. It, it's weird for me to see him as a heel. I I could never. He was like a John Cena level baby face for me, you know? <laughs> and I mean, the fact that he's pulling it off and he's doing good heel work is amazing to me. It just goes to show how versatile the guy is. So, and obviously we knew he had the in-ring, but I just, like I said, I mean, it's, it reminded me of like when people would always complain, like, when are they ever going to turn John Cena? John Cena needs to be heel. I'm like, I, when I, knowing the backstory, especially with Ali, I'm like, no, no, do not make him heal. Don't fuck around. Just leave him alone. He's great as <laughs> what he's doing. So, but he's doing great as it is right now with the, uh, with the, the heel persona. So, so we talked about, you mentioned a couple other promotions in Chicago. How is, um, what's the relationship with you guys with Warrior? I mean, you guys are always at the shows. You've worked some of their shows. I feel like, you know, as a fan, you always want to be like, oh, they're going to be at each other's throats. You know, freelance is going to hate Warrior and vice versa. But I feel like there's been there's definitely diplomacy there. You guys definitely work together, right? Oh, yeah. Like uh, Steve, uh, the, the principal, Principal Steve, um, yeah. he, he actually reached out to me like prior to them running their first show and just kind of being like, hey, like this is what we're doing. Um any advice like what like what can we do like do you like and, and he asked about doing something with freelance on the show uh to mm-hmm. kind of help uh bring publicity locally at least to to their show and uh and i'm like yeah no absolutely like i i i, I believe in what he's doing as far as like raising funds for kids to go to school like that's mm-hmm. super important and i'm all for that even if, if, it, if it is marion catholic who was uh he was they were a rival <laughs> Our rival band, uh, band in 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 high school in marching band. They were the they were the the John Cena's of marching band. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> but uh, but no, they're they're great over there, and they they just run such an incredibly professional show. Yeah. Um, that I just appreciate as a as a wrestler and as a promoter, just to kind of see it all come together is really awesome. And and they're just super awesome people. Yeah. Uh, I- that that are in charge over there. I think there's room for both as a fan, as a pure fan. I think there's room for both. Plus you guys are on completely opposite sides of the city, the, the Chicagoland area. So I don't think there's any going to be overlap or anything. I, I think it's cool that you guys are peacefully coexisting. Um, one of the things I was going to mention is how you've done, you know, there's been a lot of um, themed freelance shows like freelance versus CZW freelance versus the world, the gimmick battle Royal. So could you see a freelance versus warrior type of scenario like an interpromotional type feud type of deal working with them at some point once everything gets back to normal. Yeah, no, I mean, I would always, I'm always open to, to working with people, um, you know, provided that it, it, it's beneficial for everybody involved, but, um, but no, that would be, that would be something that I would, I would definitely be interested in, in pursuing. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think, uh, you know, once everything gets back to normal and there can be, you know, feuds going back and forth and you got to come to the freelance show to see these warrior stars and vice versa, bring Pillman and, you know, whoever they've got working for them at the time. And then you guys are all in the Chicago area anyway. So you guys working down there. So I think it'd be a cool thing to extend that relationship. So um, I wanted to ask about you know, we've talked about some of the celebrities that you've brought through, quote unquote, you know, wrestling celebrities that you've brought through. What is what is the typical negotiation? I'm not going to say, you know, like, <laughs> tell me some of the big names that you've brought through, because we know like Jeff Cobb and, you know, Thunder Rosa and all these big names, Michael Elgin. You've had so many big names come through freelance. What is a typical negotiation to get, say, a Jeff Cobb to come in and work a shot for you guys? How does it go? 
Um, I mean, usually it's if if it's if it's somebody that I know, and and most of the time it is, I'll kind of just like shoot him a message on on Facebook or Twitter, and just kind of be like, hey. How, you know, how are you? First of all, like I always, <laughs> I always kind of just because I hate when people message me and they're just it's all it's straight to business and I'm just yeah. like, ooh, um, you know. So I'll like I'll probably like have start a conversation and then just be like, hey, like so we're doing a show this day and I'm just thinking about having you on there. Think you'd be available and da, 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 just kind of like like that. Usually, it's very it's very easy, like casual. Yeah. Yeah, let me just check my my uh, calendar and see if I'm free that Friday. So, cool. Um, anybody that, you know, again, we've talked about names of a lot of celebrities that you've brought in. Anybody that you had, a, I guess, a rough go with that you wouldn't bring back? Um, gosh. Difficult to work with. Well, he brought up the name Michael Elgin earlier. So that's, he was definitely, definitely a little difficult to work with. And okay. I think difficult to be around in general. That's okay. all I'll say. Uh, I mean, people like that, I guess, are just like, you know, I, I like to, not that I'm like some so, sort of social justice warrior or something and just like, but like, you know, I think a lot of it came came to light during this pandemic was, was the speaking out movement. A lot of right. people kind of just like show their true colors of being, you know, real pieces of shit. And, you know, I just would like to do my best in the future to not have those kind of people on our shows, you know, because like freelance has always been such a uh, loving and, and inclusive environment. Right. And like, there's just no, there's no room for people like that. Like, you know, I mean, not to get specific, but like, you know, people like Joey Ryan, who I don't think will ever have a career in wrestling again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you'll, you definitely will not see him at a freelance show in the future and which is, which, you know, I mean, he was a regular semi-regular guy on the shows. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate to, that, you know, he is the way he is and he, you know, devastatingly hurt these, these women, but, uh, we, we, we won't talk too much about yeah. that. <laughs> so, okay. So we know that to answer the question, there's a couple that you wouldn't bring back. So how is, um, Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray came up through freelance and she's had a couple issues, you know, where she's walked away from the business, shall we say. Is she doing okay? Do we have any insight? Um, has she is she still in Chicago? Is she hanging in there? Yeah, no, she's she's still you know, she's she's still she's still around, you know. She's um you know, she's kind of just doing her own thing now, uh being a dog mom. <laughs> nice. Uh, their their puppy is so sweet. Um I've I've seen and talked to her a couple times. Um at least in the last couple months, and and every time I see her, she's always always smiling. She's never yeah. not smiling. It's and not a gimmick. It is no, a shoot. It's not. <laughs> it is a shoot. Yeah, but no, so, she's doing good, and and just like always, you know, always, you know, always asking about like, oh, how's your family? How's how's mm -hmm. how's this person? How's that person? How's your girlfriend? Like, um, you know, and she's she she looks like she's she's happy and and doing well. So yeah, you know, hopefully. You know, hopefully we do get to see her come back to wrestling at some point. I mean, yeah. I think everybody kind of hopes that. But yeah, I mean, we've had her on and we are both Brian and I both are huge fans of hers. And you obviously want what's best for her. If being in that business is not what's best for her as a person, then so be it. But I mean, she's an amazing talent, a phenomenal talent. And I think, you know, we've said it a million times. She's got that John Cena 
Jean that she oh, yeah. could be that, you know, she could be that superstar. So if it's meant to be, if it's not meant to be, then, you know, so be it. As long as she's happy, her and Isaiah are happy, then that's the most important thing. So, all right, we're dreadfully low on time. Uh, before I let you go, I got to know, what is your favorite junk food? You know, the Tournament of Junk is coming up. Munch Madness is coming up in a couple weeks where everybody votes on Doritos versus, uh, you know, Kit Kats. So what is Matt Nick's favorite junk food? Oh man. Um, I guess like my, my go-to normally would be probably cool ranch Doritos. All right. But I think like recently I would definitely have to say, Oh man, this is kind of tough. Um, I don't know. Oh, these, uh, they're like Japanese, uh, Kit Kats, but they're like, they have like green tea ones. There's, oh, the matcha. Uh, yeah. The matcha. Yeah. Kit yeah. Kats. The, uh, one of my, my coworkers gave me some that were, uh, like, uh, pomegranate flavored. Okay. And those, he gave me a whole bag of them and they're just like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't even like, like pomegranates, but these are incredible. All right, just pro tip. There is H Mart, the Japanese grocery store in the loop. It's on Jackson downtown. They have about eight different types of Japanese Kit Kats. And I think pomegranate might be one. I think there's a cheesecake one. So if you're Mm -hmm. ever downtown on Jackson at H Mart, you can pick up some really obscure, weird, like matcha, the Kit Kats. So they have those too. So, all right, we're going to let you go. Uh, (laughs) Where can people find Matt Nick's merchandise? Where can they find your podcasts? Where can they find, where can they watch Freelance? Um, well, to, to, we'll start with the most important thing first to watch freelance. You can, if you're not already a subscriber to IWTV, um, you could sign up using the promo code freelance to get a free week trial. And on there is literally every single show we've ever had. Um, and when we start doing shows again, live, uh, they'll be live streamed on there. So you can watch them from home if you don't live in Chicago or, or even if you do. And and not even just freelance, but there is a ton of other really good wrestling content on there. So even if you don't even care about freelance, definitely check out IWTV for something because you'll definitely find something you like on there. Um, for me, I mean, we have a YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. Just search freelance wrestling on there. I post a lot of free content. Uh, there's a I started a Twitch channel, uh, which is really just me for now. But I'm going to have a lot of other wrestlers on there in the future working on this uh the way to set it up where i'm going to be able to stream uh i have every single wrestling game that's ever been made for the nintendo 64 okay so we're going to do a bunch of like wrestlers playing different wrestling games um wrestlers playing wrestling is what i'm going to call it and uh that'll be fun but freelance wrestling on twitch um and for me i guess the matt nicks on twitter uh t-h-e-m-a-t-t-k-n-i-c-k-s um and my podcast is called my violet tendencies um, and that's available everywhere that podcasts are, I believe. And you have a pro wrestling tea store, I'm sure. Oh yes. Pro wrestling for your tees, merch, uh, for merchandise needs for both freelance and, uh, Matt Nick's as well. Uh, a lot of purple shirts, uh, recently just put out the PWO purple world order. Uh, it's, it's something that's happening. <laughs> and the funny thing is if you order a Matt Nick's shirt, Matt Nick's may be making your Matt Nick's shirt. Oh, yeah. I've, I've made a couple of my own, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's got to be surreal. So, all right. We're out of time, man. Thanks so much for coming back. Thank you, listeners. Uh, it's been great. Uh, we will The audio on this will be going up in a couple of days. And don't forget, I have fun everywhere I go. Woo. Peace. 
Did you enjoy that episode? Cash App us. That's right. Dollar sign B T S T S. Cash App us. One dollar, two dollars. If you cash app us over twelve dollars, I'll give you one year of Patreon for free. Graphic design is very important. Your logo is the first image potential customers see. What kind of impression would you want to make today? Need a podcast logo or a t-shirt design? KT does art. Her name has become synonymous with quality and professionalism in the graphic design community. She specializes in graphic design, painting, and more. She provides affordable commissions and professional quality with a timely delivery. Contact KT via email at KT underscore does art at yahoo.com. Check out her Instagram at Instagram.com slash KT underscore does art. Hey, that was another great episode of Shooting the Shiznit. We're currently looking for contestants for who wants to be the best Shiznitter ever championship 2021. A shout out to our sponsors this month. And also, we have Patreon. It is only $1 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. A big thank you and a shout out to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling, Between the Sheets, and Gene Jackson at localstolegends.com. You can reach us on Twitter at comicbookmarkbt, Instagram BT shooting the shiznit without a G, Facebook shooting the shiznit with a G, and we're also at Cool Kids Wrestling and MMA Talk. You gotta ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. That's right. And you can get all the archives to all the episodes at www.stspod.club. All right, let's do a roll call of my favorite podcast. So, my favorite non wrestling podcast would be Who's Right Podcast, Poor Boys Podcast, The Official Podcast, Man Brain Podcast. My Favorite Murder Podcast, I Am Fat Podcast, and my buddies over there, Richard Josh at P3 Radio. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. Remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.